Welcome to the St. Paul's Episcopal Church podcast. Here, we will share our thoughts, voices, and prayers. St. Paul's is a progressive community of faith with ancient roots. You can find out more about St. Paul's at their website, stpauls.dioup.org, or find us on Facebook. If you would like to share your words on this podcast, send us a message. May God's peace be with you today and always. Twice a week, 321. Yeah, and as usual, on um, Sunday and Monday, there are a number of links on the website. If you want to follow those up, it's words twice a week at blogspot.blogspot.com. A few days from the church calendar. March 23, Gregory the Illuminator. Born about 257, he was a religious leader who was credited with converting Armenia from paganism to Christianity in 301. He's the patron saint and the first official head of the Armenian Apostolic Church. March 24th, Oscar Romero. He was the fourth Archbishop of San Salvador. He spoke out against poverty, social injustice, assassinations, and torture amid a growing war between left-wing and right-wing forces in 1980. Romero was assassinated while celebrating Mass in the chapel of the Hospital of Divine Providence. <clears throat> March 25th, the Annunciation. There's a link to the words entry from uh, last December that has some thoughts on the event. When the calendar system of Anno Domini was first introduced by Dionysius Exigius in um, AD 2525, <clears throat> he assigned the beginning of the new year to March 25, since, according to Catholic theology, the era of grace began with the incarnation of Christ. Along with Easter, March 25 was used as the New Year's Day in many pre-modern Christian countries. The holiday was moved to January 1st in France by Charles IX's um, 1564 Edict of Roussillon, in England, the Feast of the Annunciation came to be known as Lady Day, and Lady Day marked the beginning of the English New Year until 1752. Also in England, in 1240, Synod of Worcester banned all servile work during the Feast of the Annunciation, making it a day of rest. So, another Happy New Year opportunity. <clears throat> March 26th, Richard Allen Born into slavery on February 14, 1760, he was a minister, educator, writer, and one of America's most active and influential black leaders. Allen performed extra work to earn the money and bought his freedom in 1780 when he changed his name from Negro Richard 
to Richard Allen. Allen was qualified as a preacher in 1784 at the Christmas Conference, the founding of the Methodist Church in North America in Baltimore, Maryland. He and Absalom Jones, another black Methodist preacher, led services at St. George's Methodist Episcopal Church in Philadelphia. But when racial tensions surfaced, they left that congregation. Their journey then went through several organizations, including the African Episcopal Church of St. Thomas, and finally the African Methodist Episcopal Church. Allen was ordained as the first black Methodist minister by Bishop Francis Asbury in 1799. In 1794, he founded the African Methodist Episcopal Church, AME, the first independent black denomination in the United States. He opened his first AME church in uh, 1794 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He elected the first bishop of the AME church in 1816. Allen focused on organizing a denomination in which free black people could worship without racial oppression and enslaved people could find a measure of dignity. <clears throat> March 28th, James Solomon Russell, born enslaved in December 20th, 1857 in Mecklenburg County, Virginia. Shortly before the American Civil War, he became an Episcopal priest and educator. Bishop Whittle ordained Russell a deacon on March 9, 1882, and sent him as a missionary back to Mecklenburg County. He worked in Lawrenceville, Virginia, at first holding services for African Americans at the White Episcopal Church, St. Andrews. The following year, the diocese authorized funds to build a church for his parishioners, as well as a horse to assist on his missionary travels. He was ordained as a priest in 1887. In January 1883, Russell and his wife began teaching African Americans in a room at the tiny new church. In 1888, through a legacy of the Reverend Saul of Philadelphia, they were able to buy another building. Thus, Russell founded um, St. Paul Normal and Industrial School. In 1904, inspired by Booker T. Washington, Russell funded an annual farmers conference. He urged African-American farmers to stay out of debt and to vote. Although Virginia's constitution in uh, 1902 instituted poll taxes and Jim Crow laws had begun. Archdeacon Russell was awarded an honorary degree from the Virginia Technological Seminary, the first African-American thus honored in 1917, and in 1922 an honorary doctorate in laws from Monrovia College. A few days from the Earth World Calendar, March 22nd is World Water Day. We who live on the shores of Lake Superior can sometimes take fresh, clean water for granted. The folks at Tech are encouraging us to watch the movie Brave Blue World. Seems like several years ago you could buy bottles of water from different celebrities' homes as a fundraiser. Kind of weird, kind of fun. Also, time to think about bottled water issues, I guess. First Beatles album, Please Please Me, went on sale. Stephen Sondheim was born in 1930. Andrew Lloyd Webber in 1948. Good day for musicals. And Tara Lipinski became the youngest female world champion figure skater in 1997. She won every competition she entered during her professional career, including being the youngest woman to win an Olympic gold medal. 
March 23, the birthday of Fanny Farmer in 1857. Although her family valued education, Fanny had a stroke at age 16 and was not able to continue her school. She took up cooking and eventually turned their home into a boarding house known for the meals served. At age 30, she began to study the Boston Cooking School, learning the latest in the science of diet, nutrition, cleaning, chemical analysis of food, and techniques of food cooking and baking. Four years later, she was principal of the school. In 1896, she published the Boston Cooking School Cookbook, which introduced the use of standard measuring spoons and cups. She lectured at the Harvard Medical School. She felt so strongly about the significance of proper food for the sick that she believed she would be rem remembered chiefly by her work in that field, as opposed to her work in household and fancy cookery. Farmer understood perhaps better than anyone else at the time the value of appearance, taste, and presentation of sick room food to ill and wasted people with poor appetites. She ranked these qualities over cost and nutritional value and importance. Um, I think I might have mentioned before that her book was iconic in the West family, my father having given a copy to my mother before they were married. As I think about it, I'm not sure what was behind that. As far as I know, my mom had always been a good cook. March 24th, the birthday of another Fanny, Fanny Crosby, in 1820. She wrote many, many, many gospel hymns. She died on February 12th. 1915, the church remembers her on that day, and there's a link to the words entry um, on that day. Um, the Exxon Valdez ran aground in Alaska, spilling 11 million gallons of oil. We were just talking about clean water. It's also the birthday of Steve McQueen. He had a rough childhood, joined the Marines, and straightened himself out. He studied acting on the GI Bill. So I grew up with Wanted Dead or Alive, the bounty hunter, and that sawed-off rifle pistol. His first leading role was in The Blob in 1958. I never saw it. It's also the birthday in 1874 of Harry Houdini. And Henry Wadsworth Longfellow died on this day in 1882. He was one of the group known as the Fireside Poets. He's probably best known for the Song of Hiawatha, Paul Revere's Ride, and Evangeline. He wrote a poem, The Golden Legend, which was made into a cantata by Arthur Sullivan. He wrote The Village Blacksmith, The Wreck of the Hesperus, and Christmas Bells. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. March 25th, musically, Claude Debussy died in uh, 1918, and Buck Owens in 2006. Arturo Toscanini was born in 1867. Aretha Franklin in 1942 and Elton John in 1947. There ought to be something to hum along with in all of that crew. Viola Luizzo was killed in um, 1965 by four Ku Klux Klan members who fired into her car as she was transporting participants to the Selma, Alabama Civil Rights March. President Johnson announced the arraignment of the assassins the next day he declared that while for decades the enemies of justice had used, quote, the rope and the gun and the tar and the feathers to terrorize their neighbors, that situation must stop, end quote. Viola's death had a significant impact on furthering civil rights legislation. Um, the first wiki 
user-editable website was created by Ward Cunningham in 1995. It was called WikiWikiWeb, the forerunner to the ubiquitous Wikipedia. March 26, Ludwig van Beethoven died in 1927. Listen to the Moonlight Sonata, kind of cool video link, link to a video of it uh, here. Um, Walt Whitman died in 1892. Here's Ten of His Best, a link, according to interesting literature website, including O Captain, My Captain, and When Lilacs Last in the Dooryard Bloomed, both written on the death of uh, Abraham Lincoln. Robert Frost was born in 1874. I have a favorite poem of his. I've gone through several over the years. I suppose A Prayer in Spring would be a good one for today. Four interesting political happenings on this day. In 1975, the Biological Weapons Convention comes into effect. In 1979, the Israel-Egypt Peace Treaty. In 1995, the Schengen Agreement essentially does away with border checks in much of Europe. And in 2000, Vladimir Putin becomes president of Russia. On, uh, also on March 26th, the sock polio vaccine was announced for the first time on CBS radio in 1953. There were several other vaccines being worked on that were later used. March 27th, speaking of drugs, the Pfizer drug Viagra was approved in 1998. Um, M.C. Escher died in 1972, birds and fish that go both ways, forks that start with three tines and end with two, stairs and water, water courses that just go round and round. There's a gallery and a shop on the website. Oh, yeah, and two hands drawing each other. I love his stuff. March 28th, Three Mile Island nuclear accident happened in 1979. Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds was released in 1963, and now I am not making this up. I looked out the window yesterday, and there was the sound of a bird hitting the wall and a swirl of feathers, and there on the ground was a peregrine falcon. I looked it up, killing a morning dove. Hmm. In 1881, the Barnum and Bailey circuses merged to form P.T. Barnum's Greatest Show on Earth and the Great London Circus, Sanger's Royal British Menagerie, and the Grand International Allied Shows United. It was eventually shortened to Barnum and Bailey's Circus. It was purchased by Ringling Brothers in 1907. Um, Sergei Rachmaninoff died on this day in 1943. The same video treatment of the Piano Concerto Number no. 2 as with the Moonlight Sonata link above. You can also hear it accompanying a fantasy seduction scene between Tom Ewell and Marilyn Monroe in The Seven-Year Itch. And you can hear Rhapsody on the theme of Paganini in the movie Somewhere in Time. That's apparently the 18th variation, another piano version uh, link. And in Groundhog Day, Bill Murray learns to play it. That's what I got for now. Maybe add a challenge for the week later. Okay. Here's a challenge. Write a poem that is a recipe for something called Moonlight Cake or Pudding.
Welcome to the St. Paul's Episcopal Church podcast. Here, we will share our thoughts, voices, and prayers. St. Paul's is a progressive community of faith with ancient roots. You can find out more about St. Paul's at their website, stpauls.diop.org, or find us on Facebook. If you would like to share your words on this podcast, send us a message. May God's peace be with you today and always.